Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this weekend interview. Thank you for tuning in tonight to this is um, episode 33 of our 11th season, 11 seasons of this weekend interview. This is um, episode number 33. Uh, special thank you to the regular listeners. I just wanted to share a milestone with you. Uh, I got a notice from Facebook this afternoon saying that in the last week's episode, um, 27.2 or something like that, people were reached. Um, 27,000 um, people were reached in the last week of this week in interviews. So I just wanted to mention that and to say thank you so much to those of you who, who have stuck with us with this 11, 11 season. Um, and, and we keep growing, and, and there are some lo very loyal followers who come every Wednesday. I really, really appreciate that because um, I know there's so much that, that competes for your attention, and to have this weekend interview as part of your weekly agenda, I don't take that for granted at all. I really appreciate that. So right off the bat, I wanted to say thank you for that. Um, we milestone of 25,000 was one of the objectives, and we blew past that 27,000 in a week. So, thank you. Um, those of you who join in for the first time, I want to say welcome, welcome to this weekend interview. I hope that after tonight's episode, you too will become a regular listener. Uh, the, the purpose of this weekend interview is just to bring contemporary um, topics of interest, we do it in different ways. Um, some it's called this week in interview because most of the times we do it through personal experiences of our various guests, and I always try to organize it in such a manner that um, you, you 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 cannot just find what we talk about by browsing the internet or turning on your TV or that kind of thing. We, we like to think that we're different. For those of you who are listening to us on RVR Jams um, in Dominica, Channel Fifty Nine. DigiPlay Channel 59, welcome, special welcome to you. Tonight, uh, I have a very special guest um, for several reasons. Um, he, he hails from the same source that I hail from um, in more than one way, but we're both from the village of Casabras on the east coast of Dominica. And so it's always a beautiful thing to reconnect to people that that know you from, from, your, from your source. And, and so tonight, um, we, we will get to talk about some of that. But, but the reason why he's here is because of all of what he's accomplished. And I always say that that is one of the more beautiful things about me being on this weekend interview, is that I get to, I get to have conversations with people who have had um, so much accomplishments in their lives. I get, to, I get to talk to them and I share those conversations with you. So I, I am really anxious to get to that conversation, but you know we always do the character and time at the top of the show. So let's listen to Mikkel as she does the character anthem. And when we come back, I'm going to be joined by none other than Mr. Cuthbert Joseph. And he's going to be my guest um, for the next hour or so on this weekend interview. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. From many distant lands, our forefathers came. Some seeking adventure, some bound in chains. Through battles waged and fought, through victory and pain. By test of their courage, our freedom was gained. In homage to those gone before us. The heroes of lands in the sun We vow to join hands and to focus On building one Caribbean Raise your voice and high Sing of your Caribbean pride Sing it loud and strong Feel the hearts beat as Queen 
Welcome back, listeners. And as I say, every week we play the CARICOM anthem. And every week we listen to it, it's, it, it, it just establishes itself as just a really well-made um, song. The lyrics, the arrangements, and everything like that, just, just so well-made. And, and it's so important. Um, this weekend, uh, I was in the park. Um, my son and I went to play tennis. And um, this lady came by with her daughter, so I let my son and her daughter play. And we were, we were talking, and she's Jamaican. Educated lady. Um, and I told us I was from Dominica. She asked me if it was the Dominican Republic. And she was very unfamiliar with Dominica, and she's from Jamaica. And, and that just reminds us that this talk about CARICOM and Caribbean unity, um, in some parts, is just talk. Because if the Caribbean education curriculum has not evolved to where it is natural, it is taken for granted that um, information is given about the other members of CARICOM and some basic information about CARICOM. Um, then what are we talking about in terms of Caribbean cooperation and Caribbean unity? You know, I'm, I always get on my soapbox when it comes to that. <laughs> but, but that's not the purpose of tonight's um, conversation. Although in a sense it is, because my guest tonight is um, none other than Mr. Cuthbert Joseph. I'm sure you may have um, heard about him, may have encountered him, because he's, he's a man who wears many hats, and he wears them well, and he's proficient at them. Um, he's a businessman, and he and his wife um, own a very state-of-the-art um, dental facility in the city of Boston. Um, world class by any standard, um, and, and they have a very thriving business there. So he's a businessman, um, he's a community leader, he is an ordained minister, so he, he's also Pastor Joseph, if you want to call him that. Uh, and tonight's interview is really special, so I'll do full disclosures and disclaimers up front so we can dispense with it. Um, the, we share the blood, we share common blood flowing through our veins. My, my father is his grandfather, he's my sister's son. And so that makes me doubly proud of what he has been able to accomplish. Um, I will let him do some more um, telling of, 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 of what he is in terms of introducing himself to you and the road that he has traveled. Um, because I'm anxious, I'm anxious to bring him on. Um, so let's, let me give a very warm welcome to Mr. Cuthbert Joseph. Um, listeners may know of your voice if they haven't um, seen your face because you also are one of the main characters on Redemption Road. Um, so in addition to all the hats that you carry, you're also a star <laughs> in, in that realm. Um, but no, um, but seriously, I, I watch the amount of um, involvement that you have and, and, and from where I sit, it looks like you're fully committed in all of them. Family man, I did not mention, but anybody who knows you know that you wear that front and center um, on your breast pocket, you're, that you're a family man. The most important thing to you is your family. Um, you do a lot of community work. You run a successful, you help run a successful business, and it just goes on and on. So welcome, and it's a real pleasure to have you on Cuthbert. Well, thank you so much, man. I am indeed um, privileged, I'm honored to be here. Um, he said that um, we share the same blood, that his father is my grandfather, and that my mother is his sister. He didn't tell you he's my uncle. <laughs> because I'm older than he is, and yet I'm calling him uncle. So, uh, absolutely, it's a pleasure and a privilege to be on your show. It took 11 seasons, but nevertheless, it's better late than never. <laughs> and when uh, that your, your, your audience is is um quadrupling and 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 it's just growing by leaps and bounds so really and truly it's a pleasure to be on on the program tonight and uh, yes indeed i am a man that wears many hats and before we go um too far into the program and i hope um your sisters are watching including my mother and i do not want my other aunts to be jealous of this but i want to make it fundamentally clear that um, uh, your sister Mafa is is my favorite 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 person uh, <laughs> in the whole world. Um, uh, some of the um, confidence that I display 
um, uh, she's guilty of, of causing all of that. Um, I have gotten into trouble in many times because people mistake my confidence for cockiness, but I am very confident as a human being. And my Aunt Mafra, and I'll tell you the story before we go any further, I have these two large incisors, eight and nine, and um, people would call me Dakatapila when I was going to the Casper's. <laughs> and I didn't like to smile because I had those two huge teeth. And on one occasion, Mafa met me and I was, I was in a, you know, uh, having a pity party for myself. And she stood before me and she said, let me tell you something. You are handsome. You're smart. I want you to go home. I want you to brush your teeth every day. And when they call you Dakatapila, just smile. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell you from that day forward, and nobody has ever been able to keep me from smiling because I, the, a confidence got inside of me that I realized if my aunt was gorgeous and still is, thinks that I am handsome and thinks that I'm smart, then it doesn't matter what anybody else says. And so I owe a lot of my confidence and, and what I've achieved to a great measure based on my confidence to my auntie Maffer. I love you, auntie, if you're watching. <laughs> so, so you have another auntie Sophie that's watching. I oh, know, she, auntie Sophie, she, I love you. And I love auntie Maggie and I love auntie <laughs> I love all my aunts, but I had to make that disclaimer. As a matter of fact, I, I think they probably know that already. And um, I, uh, Maffer, I mean, all of my aunts are lovely. But uh, and and I know you do not want to take uh, you you don't want them to think you are favorites. But everybody who speaks of her speaks of her lovingly. She is that wonderful person. I, I guess that's why she went into nursing. I don't know, but she certainly is one of the most wonderful persons that I know, and I'm so honored to have her in my life. So yes, Mafa is a gem. Um, definitely, she's one of the more gentle souls that anybody who knows her will have interacted with. All right, so. Disclaimers and disclosures done with. <laughs> um, yeah, it took it took eleven seasons, but uh, uh, to my defense, I I haven't been on for eleven seasons because Thompson Fountain started the show, so wow. he carried it for the first few years. I think he probably maybe was your classmate at SMA. I don't know. Uh, we were. He was. He was above me. He was, he was just above me. Okay. We went to the same school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, it, it did take too long. We spoke about it some time ago, but you know. And, and so we have to give full credit it's, to the staff. It's, it's never too late, my friend. It's never exactly. too late. And, and this is the right time, at the right time. And so thank you for, for having me. And um, again, just to continue on with the introduction, uh, as you said, I certainly am a pastor. I've been a pastor for over 20 years. I am uh, a family man. I've been married for 34 years. I, I have three awesome daughters. Uh, my wife and I did start our own dental practice some 21 years ago called Beacon Dental Group. I am a, I'm involved in my community. I, I helped start the, I started the Spartans Cricket Club in Boston many, many moons ago. And now I'm involved in, in just like you, I'm trying to follow in my, in my nephew's, in my uncle's footstep. I am in the television business as, as the vice president of New England Christian Television Network. So yes, there are many hats that I wear. And by the grace of God, I hope I wear them well. Awesome. So. As I said before, we started, we started in the same village, um, the village of Castle Bruce on the, on the East Coast. Um, humble beginnings, but at the time we did not know they were humble beginnings. <laughs> we were just happy. And um, we've, we've come far. We've come far. Hallelujah. I, I think our kids, um, even if we tell them, there's no way they can imagine what those beginnings were. It's nothing to be that that was a sh to be ashamed of. It's just a long road that we've traveled. And so, um, in a nutshell, I, I want you to take the next few minutes and just really introduce yourself to the audience. Um, uh, some of some of your history, some of the roads that you've traveled. Um, I just want them to get really familiar and, and intimate with who covered Joseph is. Well, absolutely. Um, you're absolutely right. We were born in the village of Castle Bruce. Um, my mother, your sister, uh, and, um, you know, I am one of seven children, the second of seven. My mother had us um, almost year after year, so it looked like we were 20. <laughs> we were all so small together. And um, as you said, from humble beginnings, um, five boys and two girls, and uh, 
at one point, um, you know, my, my, my parents were, um, they were, they separated, they were not together. So my mother had the awesome task of raising all of us by herself with the help of my maternal grandmother. And it was not easy. It was very difficult. And so, uh, but she did the best she could and instilled in us a desire to, to move from, you know, as um, somebody says, just because you were born in the slum, it doesn't mean that the slum was born in you. One of the things my mother encouraged was that we go to school. Uh, she herself was not educated, but she, she saw education as a means to get in us um, from, from where we were to another level. And um, for one thing, I love school from a very early beginning. Your mother, Sita, as we call her, had her, her, her uh, uh, a preschool. And I remember when my older brother, Jonas, started going to school because he was a, a year and, a, and some months older than myself. It wasn't, I wasn't quite ready to go. But when my mom took us to school, um, I grabbed on the side of the door and I would not leave. And, <laughs> and uh, your mom, Sita, says, well, if he can behave himself, he can stay. So... I started going to school way before before I was ready to go, but thank God that I did. And um, you know, um, from that from that very onset, I understood um, that um, education was going to be the key that would take me to where I wanted to go. Um, over course of the course of, of, of learning, of course, I passed the common entrance, and I was able to go to the Saint Mary's Academy, um, where you know I I always loved the sciences, and so um, I don't know how they did it at the grammar school, but. I guess somehow they figured who would be in the sciences and who would be in the <laughs> so they put you there and they had class 101 and class 102. Yep. I, was in, I was in the sciences. I love biology. I love physics. I love chemistry. And I had a desire to become a pediatrician. And But how I was going to get there, I had no idea. But, um, you know, as, as it turned out that um, I had an uncle in the Virgin Islands who sponsored me to, uh, um, to go to um, college. And um, so... I went to Barbados and I got my student visa and I matriculated at the, uh, the College of the Virgin Islands. And from there, I, um, I transferred to the University of Massachusetts uh, where I met my wife and um, ultimately got married, uh, finished at UMass. And, um, you know, I can stop here for now, but we can continue later. But that's where it started. I, I started at the Casper's Primary School, educated at the St. Mary's Academy, started at the University of the Virgin Islands. and. Uh, UMass Boston, and, and that's where it is. Uh, it ended for me in terms of m my movements, and so I planted my my seed, as it were, uh, my my root in the city of Boston, and uh, that's where I am. Yes. Yeah, so from Casabras, we branched out, and we are capturing the world, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Definitely. And um, so I'm glad you paused there because. I want to talk a little bit about just the, you know, the human aspect of what it takes to to move along, to progress. Um, you had the desire to be a pediat pediatrician, and, and so you pursued that. Um, there are a number of folks who are listening. Some of them are, are young. Some of them have young kids. Some of them have young nieces and nephews. How would you um, advise, or, or yes, let's say advise, um, someone who is who is helping somebody at that age? Or how would we go about helping them to be able to instill that kind of drive, that kind of metal in a young person, so that they can move along um, in the, along the same vein that some of us were able to to travel, even if in our times. I mean, we didn't necessarily have a library to go to. There was no internet. Um, but somehow we still were able to get the education we needed and to take the opportunities that were given to us. Um, how, how would we give some recommendations to somebody so that they could help a young person who may be in, in, a, in a situation where, where they are seems so far from where they would, they would desire to be? Well, yeah, absolutely. Good, good question. Um, the thing about it is, is what I find over the years is all somebody needs is a start. All somebody needs is an introduction. Um, you know, and by the way, you see, the road you start on may not be where you end up, exactly. but you need an introduction. You need somebody to put you into a position where you can interact with those who have what you need to get to where you want to go. And so you may not have the, the, 
all the money for the four years of education the person needs. But if you can maybe get one semester and you get into contact, so you get into college, for example, and you, you are brilliant in one particular area, uh, um, uh, you might get a scholarship. Somebody might see that, oh, this guy is good in that area. And the, the, the where you started without having so much uh, didn't really matter. All you needed was to get that start. So I will say, if you want to help a young person, just give them that, that beginning. Let them know that they can, first of all, we, we, we are full of potential. All of us, we are full of potential. And what we need is for somebody to help discover that potential in us and to point us into that, that right direction. Uh, getting into, into, um, into medical school is, is not an easy fit. You have, to, you have to study hard, but once you get in there, you have to have money to get there. And so you do not want to worry about four years down the road. You want to worry about what is going to happen now, what I need to get to the next level and to the next level. And so you may not be able to supply all the needs that I, that I, uh, that I, I need right now, but if you can give me just that start, somebody else might take it and give me, uh, take me to the next step and to the next step. Because along my journey, trust me, it was not an easy, was not an easy um, uh, um, travel, traveling around the road. But many, I came across many people, many people who took, it, took up the mantle where somebody helped me to get to one spot and somebody helped me to get to another spot. And then through what I call the grace and the mercy of God, because I, I firmly believe as someone that is as spiritually inclined that God has angels or God has people that we might call angels along the way for us. And I'll tell you, for example, when I first left Dominica to go to Barbados to get a visa, that was the first time I left Dominica. I was um, 17 going on eight and never flown before, never been to any country before. And I got to the to the airport in, in Barbados and I was like a, a deer in a headlight. I was lost. I didn't know what to do, what I was good, where was I going to go? But fortunately, I see um, uh, I had become a Christian at the age of 16 and the pastor of the church at the Trinity Baptist Church, Henry Pascal, he said to me, um, son, I, I don't have anything to give you in terms of money, but I have a friend in Barbados. I'm going to call her and I'm going to ask her to pick you up at the airport. And that lady's name, and I will call her name, I, somebody might hear, her name is Ursuline Bascom. And she picked me up at the airport and she took me to her house. She fed me. Uh, I took a shower. She prayed with me. And the next morning she took me to the embassy. And boy, I, I don't know if I could have done that on my own. But that, and I don't take those things lightly. And, and of course, over the years, I have turned back to look for Miss Bascom and I found her, thank God. So the point I'm making is there are people that do little things for you that may not look like a big thing, but it's a huge thing to remove the stress. That was the first thing. Took me to the embassy. I got the visa. I was on my way to U UVI. And, 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 you know, other people, when I came to St. Croix, reached out to me, gave me a place to stay, gave me a job. All of those things are integral in getting us to where we, we need to go. And so that's what I would tell people. Give somebody a start if you can help them. You may not be able to provide everything, but give them a start. And you never know who is on the next side that will help them to get to the next place. I hope I answer your question. Brilliantly, brilliantly. Because what, what your answer says is we don't have to figure out that we can meet every need that somebody has. We have to be able to do what we can. Don't wait until we can do more to do what we can. Uh, because whatever it is that we do might be just what is sufficient to get the person along the way. So like you say, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. And every step along the way, as you said, there are people, there are angels that help you to make that next step. So you, so you may just be that person who is put in that person's life to help them to make that next step. So I, I really, I really love your, your answer. So we are at the bottom of the hour. When we come back, I, I want to talk about dent, dentistry. Okay. Because that, that you know, that's the area, area of expertise. Mm -hmm. um, and then we will talk about also your spiritual life and, and see how much time is left, talk about your community involvement. So this is a good time. Let's take a quick break and then we will come right back. Thanks, Uncle. 
If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products, including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. People say I've got a great smile. Well, I have to say, this is all thanks to the professional team at Beacon Dental Group right here in Dorchester, Massachusetts. I've got world-class dental care. Beacon Dental Group has expert and caring staff dedicated to providing the most advanced and satisfactory treatment in all aspects of oral health. Their services are designed to meet your needs and give you a perfect smile, too. General checkups, cosmetic surgery, Gemini laser service, and advanced procedures, all in a state-of-the-art facility. Call or visit Beacon Dental Group today, 1026 Blue Hill Avenue, Dorchester, Massachusetts, or call 617-282-2146 for a smile that lights the world. Dirty hands are everywhere. They touch everything. Light switches, telephones, doorknobs, desks, remote controls, computer keyboards, and countertops. Protect yourself and your loved ones by cleaning all surfaces regularly with alcohol, minimum 70%, with bleach, or with an effective cleaning product such as Lysol. Help stop the spread of germs. Remember, your health is your responsibility. A message by the Health Promotion Unit of the Ministry of Health. Wellness and New Health Investment, Dominica. Presented by... Hi, have you always wanted to learn how to paint but felt that you didn't have the talent to try? Well, pick up that paintbrush and join me, Nicole Georges Bennett, for Art and the Word on TDNTV.net, Wednesdays at 10.30 a.m. with repeats on Saturdays at 1 p.m., Join me for an exploration through art appreciation and biblical inspiration on Art and the Word, tdntv.net, Wednesdays at 10.30 with repeats on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Let's paint. All right. Welcome back, listeners. And um, tonight is the perfect night for, for me not to blink because every, every, every Wednesday, Every Wednesday when I play, when we play our main sponsor, Beacon Dental Group, I tell folks that there is a standing, um, how you say it, uh, a standing order that's in there. If you, if you're from Dominica, the first time you go to Beacon Dental Group, you get a complimentary cleaning. And I've been telling my audience that even if you're not from Dominica, the first time you go to Beacon Dental Group, tell them that. Anthony Drago on this weekend interview sent you there and therefore you you're entitled to your 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 complimentary cleaning. And tonight we have the principles of Big Condental Group. So I, I I am going to get the endorsement. You guys thought I was just I was just blowing hot steam. But yeah, if you if you go to Boston and uh, your first visit at Big Condental Group, you tell them that you heard on this weekend interview that they that you're entitled to a free dental cleaning. And I always say, if they don't agree, I'll, I'll, I'll forget. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Um, that's one of my ways of, our ways of giving back to the community. But we, you know, charity begins at home. And so I've extended this to every Dominican. If you are in the area and uh, you need a cleaning, Beacon Dental Group will accommodate you. And as you said, if um, somebody comes and says that um, Tony sent them, I'm obligated and I will do it with pleasure. So please feel free. We are located, as the um, uh, commercial says, at 1026 Blue Hill Avenue in Dorchester. And we have been in existence for going on 22 years now. So feel free to come and, and show us, um, come to us and we'll, we'll help you smile or smile that lights the world. I can guarantee you that if you go there, you will not have another dentist anywhere else um, in, in, within reach of Boston. They're, they're definitely a state-of-the-art and provide first-class service. 
Uh, so big shout out to Dr. Joe. I see she's in the audience. You know, I, I know she's your favorite person. Oh, yes. And I, I just wanted to say that um, the love of my life for 34 years. I don't know how she puts up with me, but um, um, uh, yeah, she is the principal owner of Bindanel Group. Um, she came up with the name and um, uh, because as a beacon, we want to shine. Um, and um, so Dr. J, as she is affectionately known across Massachusetts, um, um, she's the best dentist ever. And um, I'm biased, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, um, whenever uh, you, uh, you, you want somebody to give you a needle, you want Dr. Joseph to do it. She is compassionate and, and she wants to make sure that you are the most comfortable. So please visit us at Beacon Dental Group. Certainly. So since we're on the subject of dental health, um, we, we, this is one of the topics that we're handling here. I, I, I'll give you a little story. Some time ago, a couple of years ago, we did uh, a program on prostate health. Mm -hmm. And um, about a couple of months after that, I got a, a message from one of the audience and he said, you may have saved my life because when you, when, when you had your program, it, it encouraged me to go to do uh, a prostate check and they immediately admitted me and I had surgery. Wow. And it was caught in time. And, and so those programs where we talk to people about their health is, is very important because I, I want the most educated audience, but they have to be able to be healthy to do something with the education. So take a few minutes and just educate the audience on the basic um, aspects of, of dental health and taking care of their, their teeth. Well, absolutely. Thank you. So dental health, um, um, good dental health um, leads to uh, good overall health. If you think about it, um, everything goes in the mouth, right? Through the mouth and what goes in the mouth goes in the rest of the body. There, there are so many different links with oral hygiene that affects other parts of your body. Um, there's research that says that oral hygiene can have an impact on your brain, certainly your heart, your kidneys, um, many aspects, many parts of, of, of your body. And so um, if you are, for example, people that have diabetes, if their oral health is, is, is well managed, they certainly can control the diabetic condition. We can see that when people come into the office and, and I, I can tell if they have diabetes and their diabetes uh, are not working, I can tell because the gum is puffy, the gum is swollen, the gum is red, the gum is inflamed, and it bleeds a lot. And now, um, generally speaking, you are told you should have at least two cleanings a year. That is every six months. And there are some people that should have cleanings more frequently every three months, for example. And those are not arbitrary numbers. Uh, the six months cleaning um, is based on research. Um, if you have what they call a regular oral hygiene or regular dentition, which means that you have um, uh, depths of one to, one to three millimeters beneath the, um, the enamel, where you probe your teeth and you go uh, one to three millimeters, that's considered normal. Anything beyond that is considered periodontal involvement. And so they, they did tests or research to find out after you do a regular dental cleaning, the, the bacteria level returns to what it was six months later. So if you are to cleaning today, you remove all the bacteria that you could, six months later, the same amount of bacteria comes back. So they recommend having a clean every six months so that um, you can be on top of that bacteria buildup. But also they found out if you have more than three millimeters of, of, of depth, the bacteria level returns uh, three months as opposed to six months. And so that's why they recommend doing what they call a deep cleaning or, or SRP scrape, um, scraping under the gums and scraping the roots, planing the roots so that you can have that smoothness so the bacteria and plaque and tatter don't get stuck on your teeth. And therefore, every three months is the best scenario for such people so that you can maintain the level of, of, of the bone so that you do not have um, bone loss, which will lead to teeth loss. And of course, that leads to a whole lot of other things. So, so oral hygiene is, is very important. Brush your teeth at least twice a day, floss at least once a day. There are so many different devices that they have on the market, like um, uh, uh, you know water picks that can help people that don't like to floss so that you are not, the bacteria is not building up on your teeth that quickly. And so you are in control 
of your oral health. And um, people that don't have good oral health, they don't smile a lot because then they end up having bad breath or what they call halitosis. And that is because, again, of the bacteria that's in your mouth. And uh, the bad breath, it smells a lot of times like rotten eggs. And that's, that makes sense because the, the, the uh, material in rotten eggs is H2S or hydrogen sulfide. And that is what is found in the back of your throat, under the tongue, and so on and so forth. So you need to, we need to brush regularly. We need to go see our dentist regularly. And if we do that, as I said earlier, a good oral health leads to good overall health. And so I would recommend to the audience that find a good dentist, someone that does um, excellent work that, you know, I mean, again, you can tell so much in, in, um, when you go on a regular basis. Um, one of the things that I say to my patients um, is if you're smoking, I would advise you to quit because um, smoking can be devastate, devastating to your, not only your, or your, your, your mouth, but entire, your entire body. And if you get oral cancer, this is one of those cancers that is, you know, has a high um, um, level of fatality. And so, uh, and, and if you smoke, 80% of the cancers of the, of, of, of the oral cavity is found in people who smoke. So um, not to get on anybody's case, but if anybody's in your audience is a smoker, that is something you should really take into consideration because it can be devastating. Yes, and also one of the things is uh, your digestion of your food begins in your mouth. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. so therefore, if you don't take good care of your teeth, you don't get proper, even if you're eating, even if you eat the right foods, your body doesn't get the same impact from it, so it affects the overall health. That's right. So the mastication, which is the breaking down of the food in the mouth, it starts in the mouth, and you even there is even some absorption that takes place under the tongue, and your body cannot absorb the nutrients effectively if it is not properly uh, masticated. So absolutely, and then if you don't have all your teeth, people tend to just swallow, and if you're just swallowing, then you just go from one, you enter in the mouth, and you exit the other in the other in the other area. And that's not good. And so you have to eat a whole lot more to get the nutrients that you need. And, and, and people, when, you, when you're not biting or chewing properly because you have pain, because you have cavities or you have um, um, bone loss, that is not a good thing. And, and, and of course, it can be very costly because to get you back to a place of quote unquote normalcy, you're going to have to do some oral surgery. You have to do some implants. And again, those things are not, they are not cheap. Awesome. So great. Your passion shines through. Um, I can already see that I have to bring you back so we can just talk about oral health. I'm sure there's, there's so much more um, that we can talk about. So this is just a teaser and to encourage folks to go to your dentist, go to Beacon if you can. But if, you cannot, if you cannot get to Beacon, get to a good dentist. By the way, let me say I have people coming all the way from Florida every six months just to see us. Okay. So <laughs> I drive to Boston every for four hours that's true so my, from New York. because big dental is my is my dentist well and we appreciate you big time yeah, definitely i i come for the service you know uh also community man i in in my description i described you as community leader statesman i consider you a statesman i look at some of the some of the things that you do the contributions that you make uh and i know that you're super busy but you take the time to get involved individually in people's lives and also generally in your community. So let's deal with two aspects of that as we talk about your community involvement. You mentioned earlier that you are part of a media, a broadcast um, enterprise. So let's tell the audience a little bit more about that and when they can, when they can tune in to, to your program. Well, yes. Um, so I am part of a television station that um, came online right Right after, right when they um, they closed the country, called NECTN, New England Christian Television Network. Uh, as the name says, it's it's uh, it's it's a religious um, network, but um, we don't just do religious things. We um, it's almost like a regular a regular television. We have a cooking show, we have sports show, we do um, yeah, like the. Um, table talk, you know, five and five, the women talking just like you have on, on, on ABC, you know, um, it's called the truth, for example, but we do a lot of prayer and we do a lot of preaching. So we have many churches 
who do their preaching on NECTN, which is a great resource because of the um, COVID situation where people are, are doing Zoom. So a lot of people come to our studio and they do their, their services that way. And they reach a lot of, um, not just their members, but they reach people across the globe. Um, people call in from Africa and London and Canada, and of course, even in the Caribbean. So New England Christian Television Network, um, we are on every day. Um, and um, we, we, we are trying to go 24 hours, but uh, right now I think Sunday is the only time we go 24 hours. But um, you can find us at any time. Um, you can um, just type in NECTN and we are on several platforms. We are on Facebook, um, uh, um, um, YouTube, and um, um, I cannot recall all right now, but um, uh, Android TV, uh, several of them. Uh, hopefully my wife can pull that up and put it on, on there because she's on, on the screen. I can remember all of it um, often. But yes, um, we cater to the local population, as it says, New England, including Massachusetts, um, uh, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and Maine. These are the areas we, we are focused on. But again, from based on the mandate that we have as Christian, we believe we need to start in our own neighborhood at home in Jerusalem. Then we go to Judea and then to the outskirts, Samaria, and then to the uttermost parts of the earth. And so our goal is to propagate the word of God um, to who, whosoever will hear the word. And um, as the scripture says, we spread a word, we sow a seed. Some will fall among thorns, some may fall by the wayside, some may fall on stony ground, but we hope that some will fall on good ground. And as an avid farmer myself, I love when something falls on good soil, it grows, it germinates, and you can uh, do the reaping on the other hand. So yes, so um, that's one of the things. And I just wanted to give some kudos to, to the proprietor of NECTN, my brother, Eddie Pierre-Jules. And I'll tell you, he, he called me and he says, um, CB, I'd like, I am starting this radio program or television program. I would like to, you to be part of it. And I said to him, and that's, that's a massive undertaking you want to do there. And I'm a very busy person. And as soon as I said that, I remember that I just read a book that says, if your dreams don't scare you, it's not big enough. <laughs> and I said, let me just forget the negative and say, you know what, Eddie, if you think you can do this and I can help you, I am on. And so we started, uh, actually our first broadcast was a prayer program on a Friday night, the same week that they announced that they were going to close the country last year. And so we started on a, on a prayer program on Friday and that has continued every Friday ever since. So we have a prayer program every Friday night from um, uh, six to seven. And um, yeah, it's going great guns and uh, many people are tuning in. And um, in times of crisis, a lot of people like to pray. And so we pray a lot. So that's so, one aspect of, of, of our program. And so it's in the timing was just perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I wish you all the best with that. Listeners, I encourage you to, to Google N-E-C-T-N and um, you will find it. And when you find it, you pick your, your favorite platform and, and tune in. Uh, it sounds, uh, no income, but if he's involved, I know that it will be inspirational. So and by the way, one of your one of the people that involved with TDN, um, uh, Nicole Judges, uh, she was one of my guests. And on that program, I have a program called CB's Corner. And I think Nicole was my first guest. And based on our conversation, she now has a program on NECTN that she does have on TDN Art and the Word. So there you go. There you go. So what what time is your what time is your particular program? Um, um, uh, CB's Corner is on every Tuesday at um 10 a.m and we have um prayer every every friday from six to seven and then on sundays from 2 p.m i have a program called from the heart where um you can hear me as i wear my heart as a pastor that's where i deliver a word as it comes straight from my heart perfect segue because the next part of your community involvement i was going to ask you about is your your shepherdship, if you want to call it that. Um, you will say you're, you're, you're an ordained um, minister, you're Pastor Joseph. So 
talk about that um, that aspect of your of your person, spirituality, and and feel free to to also um, tell the audience where you pastor when, so those that are within reach can can come and and also find your messages. Well, thank you so much. Um, so yes, I have been. Uh, in ministry for many, many years. I was ordained as a minister over 20 years ago. Um, primarily, I see myself as an evangelist because I like to tell of the goodness of God. And so um, my father-in-law, who um, is Leroy Greenaway, um, established a church here called Faith Christian Church. And um, I guess over the years, he thought since, I, I mean, I, I, once I got married to his daughter, he he thought I was a good candidate to be part of the ministerial um, leadership. And um, he thought I could be a pastor, but I always thought um, a pastoring is not something that one should go into lightly. And so I keep turning it away, turning it away. And I became a deacon and then um, uh, an elder. And after many years of, of running away and praying and, and considering it, I accepted the role of being a pastor. As you says, it is a it's a shepherding uh, position. You have to lead people, you have to direct people, you have to guide people, and um, people look to you as a role model to um, to do things, to do the right things, to say the right things, to encourage them in times of crisis. When 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 um, um, somebody's child is acting out, you are getting a call. It doesn't matter what time of the day or night, and never mind you have your own family. But um, you take that responsibility seriously. You teach, you educate, but you have to show compassion. When um, husbands and wives are having issues in their marriage, you have to be the counselor that they come to. A lot of those things, um, you know, um, well, I did go to, to theology school for a couple of years, but you, you, you don't know everything. Uh, and you have your own issues to deal with, your own family to, to deal with, your own children and so on and so forth. Uh, so, so, so you, 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 um, you deal with all of that. And, and uh, some of the people you deal with are way older than yourself. And when I, I, I said it's over 20 years ago, so I am 57. So that was probably in my late twenties, I became a pastor and I'm dealing with people that were married um, many years uh, more before me. And yet I have to, to do the counseling. And then you have to preach, you have to get a message and, and, and again, a pastoring is not something that is easy. To preach a message, a 30-minute message might take four or five hours just to prepare. You have to do the research and all of that. So, so it's hard work, but um, I love it when um, you speak a word and somebody says to you, Pastor, that was just for me. Or you, you helped me navigate through that very difficult situation I was going through. And that's when you feel, well, wow, uh, I am not worthy. But thank God that you're using me to, to, to be uh, an example. You are using me to help somebody navigate some difficult terrain in, in their lives. And um, many of the people that I taught in Sunday school, I'm talking about many, have gone on to become doctors and lawyers and, and very important people in society. And they'll call me and they'll say, Pastor CBO, thank you so much. Um, my wife and I, before I became a pastor, we were the, um, the leaders of our youth group. And I am just, my, my wife was just so consistent. She was in dental school, but she didn't miss one Friday night where she and I would go across the city of, of, of Boston and pick up young kids from one end of the city to the next to, to just, you know, pour into their lives. And, and um, at one point, it was frustrating because the kids don't always listen to you. But we look back on this and we say, thank God, because these kids have grown up, like I said, to be uh, very important people in their society. They come back and say thank you, and and we feel so um, honored that we have been involved in their lives and help shape their lives, and they're shaping the next generation, and so on and so forth. So yes, it gives me great pleasure to be part of of, of ministry. So the church that I'm part of is called Faith Christian Church. We are located at 301 Harvard Street in Dorchester, um, and so uh, I I was the associate pastor there. Uh, for a few years, but because of my involvement in other things, I, I resigned from that position, but I'm still involved. So if people want to come to, to Faith Christian Church, they know um, how to find us. It's 617-265-5700.
Is that the right number, Dr. Joseph? You can tell me. Um, you can post it for me because I, 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 I don't remember numbers as often as, as, I, as I once did. But um, yes, so uh, 301 Harvest Street is the address and um, they can visit us. Uh, we are open, uh, uh, although you can say semi-open. There are two services on Sundays from 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. And we do our Zoom um, services as well to accommodate those who are not able to attend. We do two services to satisfy the numbers that we are asked to. So um, on, on any given Sunday, we may have 75 in one service and 75 in the other, depending on who turns out on that day. Awesome. So as we approach the end of our, our conversation, um, very inspirational, exactly how I, I expected it to go. You seem to have accomplished so much, which, which is what, which is what I, I like as the host of this speaking interview, because I get to talk to people who, who have accomplished so much. But it's not over. You're a young man, you know? Well, you're where, as young as you feel, they say. <laughs> where, where are you headed? Where, where is um, Cuthbert Joseph in 5, 10 years, 15 years? Uh, well, that's interesting because I just had a conversation with a young man and I said to him, you've got to take, you got to take your life in, in, in stages. Where would you be five years from now? And now you telling me the same. <laughs> but actually, that's how my wife and I have conducted ourselves. Uh, when we got married, we said we're not going to have kids for five years. My wife was in dental school. And we said we're not going to have any children. And almost five years to the date, we had our first child. We got married in August 8th, 1987. And August 14th, 1992, Dominique, my first daughter, came on the scene. We had, then we said we're not going to buy a house. Uh, we bought, we buy a house within 10 years. We bought our first house within seven years. And so we had a plan. We were going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Well, my plan is, was to retire, retire at the age of 60. I am 57. So that means in three years time, I should retire. Um, my wife and I, and she's listening. So I'm not saying anything that she doesn't know. My goal, my desire is to, is to go back to Dominica and to establish some kind of uh, business, some kind of routine, something, give back to my community. I am giving back, but on a more substantial basis. Now, the, you know, this, that might not even work out the way that I'm, I, I'm planning it. But as you know, uncle, they say, if you fail to plan, you plan you to fail. fail right? so, so I'm planning. And, and um, in August of this year, my wife and I went home for our 34th anniversary. And I could see- Congrat Congratulations, by the way. Thank you very much. The beam in her eyes. I, I see how she just loved the place. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to sell her the idea of coming home with me. And um, she is not 100%. But I saw she just beamed when we went to Dominica. And I said, I think it's working. And so um, and that's the plan. That's the goal. Um, our middle daughter is currently in dental school. So my wife thinks she wants to stay um, for a little longer to help her establish herself when she graduates from dental school and hopefully takes over Beacon Dental Group and so on and so forth. In my mind, uh, once uh, we've taken care of them, as far as their first degree is concerned, they're on their own. Mm -hmm. But my wife doesn't want to cut off that umbilical cord yet. So I, 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 I'm leading the way and that's the plan. If she helps me, then we, we, you know, we, we build a house down there. And I said to her, if you don't want to come, just send money. <laughs> <laughs> we have um we have um moneygram and we have western union and so but but yes um seriously speaking um i am of the firm belief that to whom much is given much is required and it's not that i have a whole lot but i have a whole lot more than i used to have and so i'd like to make a significant contribution and i love to start at home as i said and i would like to start in Casabruce and extend that to the rest of Dominica, whatever that might be, by the grace of God. Of course, um, an evangelist is always an evangelist. And so um, we can retire from doing God's work. And so I, I, I anticipate that I'll be doing some of that as well. Um, um, you know, I already have some connections within the Caribbean islands. And so if not maybe just in Dominica, but throughout the Caribbean and wherever the spirit leads, I will follow. 
And just to just for full like completely so clear, wife is actually from Montserrat originally. Oh, absolutely, the beautiful Emerald Isle Emerald of the Caribbean. Isle. I have to say that you know, um, um, it's beautiful. But honey, you you have to admit, maybe you don't want to say it for people from Montserrat to get on your case. But I mean, the beautiful mountains of Dominica are, are uncomparable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's lovely. I've been to Montserrat many times. It's beautiful. It's lovely. But all those lovely torrid mountains and rivers of Dominica, I don't know anybody can duplicate that. I am biased, but it's true, right, Uncle? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Especially Casabros. Casabros. Right. There you go. There yeah. you go. So we are at the end of our hour. It flew by. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And as I said, I, I definitely want you to come back. Um, I would like to do a show on dental health i really think that there is room for that there are so many of our people who don't realize the the importance or the impact of of our dental health on our lives and and, and it's so easy to postpone because it doesn't get painful for a long time and we think we're okay and we don't realize that some of the health issues we have may be associated with our dental health and so on so so definitely, maybe next time I'll have you and your wife. Oh, I was about to say, uh, maybe yeah. the best person to get on is my wife. She's the dentist. She, I'm the hygienist. She knows a whole lot more than I do. Um, I just speak a lot. She's the smart one in the family. So, um, yeah. And I would like to also talk about the fact that, um, uh, as you mentioned, I'm on Redemption Road. I, I just love to um, uh, give a little plug for redemption that's coming up in i think it's october we we're coming on with i think is the the fourth season and um I, I love i'm part of that and i'm grateful for sam and and nicole for bringing me on board and um who knows um i might i might become an actor you never know um you are I, an actor <laughs> well in terms of you know hollywood might might come calling you never know no the caribbean definitely needs uh, a good um, motion picture would a good industry, film, radio, drama industry, because um, we need to be able to tell our stories in, in a more effective way. And Redemption Road does some of it, and we would like to see it expand. Um, as a matter of fact, I was have, uh, having a conversation with my daughter. She's, she's an attorney, and she said that um, this organization just contacted her because they they're looking to do um, film, Caribbean-based film, and they're and they offering her the opportunity to do some legal work for them. So, so definitely, there's some of those things happening as part of the as part of our um, organization here at, at TDN Media. We do have um, an organization called Emerald Valley Studios, and with the intention of of you know really doing our part in in promoting that. Uh, because we need that. We see what happened with Nigeria, with Nollywood, uh, you know, embracing that and, and they, they tell their stories through art. We see Bollywood, um, with India, and so definitely the Caribbean, the Caribbean needs that. And, and so, yeah, I encourage you fully to, to embrace the opportunity and put one more hat on, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, you know, I, I don't know much time here, but I know one of the things that I loved, and I, I don't know that they do that here in the United States, but back in our primary school, one of the things we did was to 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 learn poems, and I know right. I have I learned so many of those, and and every now and then I can just repeat them, and 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 you know I mean we didn't see it as acting then, but I think um, the foundation was laid a long time ago, and you're absolutely absolutely correct. We need to 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 grasp it and and put it into. Um, you know, action so people can, you know, know who we are and what we what we stand for and be authentically Caribbean, you know? Absolutely. I, I have met so many awesome people around, uh, 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 from Dominica, I'm sure among the other Caribbean islands that are so talented and they just need an, an, an opportunity for somebody to, to, to put them out there. So, yes, indeed. No, definitely. And growing up in Castle Bruce, remember at the end of the term, they used to have concerts. Absolutely. And you have different, every class would put together a little something on stage and, and that kind of thing. So, I, yeah. I remember playing um, 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 one of the three wise men, We Free Kings of Orient are there. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. definitely. <laughs> well, you know, 
we're at the, we're at the end, I've indulged a little bit, um, but I think this was a great conversation. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's weird that it took this long, but it happened and it happened perfectly. Um, my time. So let me, let me just give you, you know, last few minutes, say some final words and we have to wrap this up. Well, yes. And um, you were talking about being a, a community leader. I just wanted to shout out to our group here in Massachusetts called the um, Boston for Dominica group. Um, we were formed after um, the tropical storm Erica to, to provide help to Dominica. And um, uh, after Hurricane Maria, we were activated again and the group is solid. Uh, we are on solid ground and, and um, you know, uh, anytime there is a need, um, as you know, uh, you, you call me, uh, I, I am first and foremost a people person, but I love my people first. Um, it doesn't matter when, it doesn't matter where, it doesn't matter how. Uh, and I think that's what we need to do. Charity begins at home and we need to help somebody, help a brother, help a sister if we can, help everybody else, but let us start at home. And, 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 and I just want to say to, to the people out there to, 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 to show love one to another, love your family. Every family member may not necessarily um, do the thing that you think they should do at that particular time, but they're still your family. Do not discard anybody, help them as much as you can, do as much as you can. If God has blessed you, bless somebody else. And, and if everyone help one, everybody will be happy, right? That's my that's 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 my modus operandi in life is to help somebody because somebody helps me, and if I can help somebody be better than than they were yesterday, then I think I have done my job. I thank you so much for the opportunity, Uncle, and of course, um, one one good turn deserves the other. So I'm going to make sure you come on my program next time. All right, and um, and to all my aunties that are watching, I love you very much. As I said earlier, you, you are awesome, gorgeous, beautiful, Drago family. Mm, love you. <laughs> love you too, man. And thank you so much for, for coming on. And listeners, as I promised you, very inspiring conversation. Um, folks like Cuthbert who achieve so much. Uh, when we think we don't have time, it seems like some of us have 24 hours and some people have 30 hours. But, but we all have the same 24 hours. And so I, I, I really hope that you were inspired uh, to, to do more, you know, do a little more. And I remember last year, um, we were challenging all you, the audience, to find one person to be there for, be there for that one person in whatever way you can be there, whether it's to watch a child so they can have two hours to themselves on a Friday evening or on a weekday, whether it's to just get some groceries and drop off for them, whether it's just to sit with them for a minute and have a conversation choose one person to be there for we we did that last year and then covid came and we asked you to continue that but so special thanks to my guests special thanks to my staff um sam you were the one that 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 reached out and and got covered on it's a brilliant um inspiration in that thank you to all of you listeners and once again for pushing us keeping us growing and pushing us forward and we will do this again next week next week um wednesday we will have another episode episode 34 of the 11th season of this weekend interview good night everyone